HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's show is being brought to you by Bob's Red Mill, believers in good food for all. Learn more at bobsredmill.com slash podcast. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. And welcome to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Here today with Made In, a cookware company based out of Boston, though moving to Austin soon, Chip and Jake Malt. Well, not both malts, but <laughs> Chip and Jake, childhood friends from Boston, uh, uh, one whose family has worked in kitchens and the, the, the restaurant industry for over 80 years, another one who was almost climbed every tall summit in the world. And th- this is a completely different summit to uh, accomplish. Uh, to, to climb past all the all-clad, the Mauviels, the kitchenware that everyone has in their you know, house, in their homes, in their restaurants, and take over with a new kind of metal. So let's talk why 
you guys ever decided to start a kitchenware company, whereas one family had been doing it for so long and one hadn't? Yeah, so first of all, thank you for having us. We appreciate it, and we love being here. We had a great piece of pizza beforehand. Um, yeah, so we actually had the idea for this company about 18 months ago. It was summer of 2016, and um, you know, I think what we saw is there's a lot of opportunity in the space for these new brands to come in to speak to a new demographic, um, one that uh, you know is used to buying online um, that is looking for someone who can speak to them, who has an Instagram presence, who will have great customer service. And uh, the, the old retail model is something that is really kind of phasing out where you have that middleman that actually doesn't really accomplish any of those things I just mentioned. And, um, you know, Warby Parker championed the direct-to-consumer movement almost 10 years ago. Um, you're seeing certain verticals fall one after the other, Casper mattresses, um, you know, the sheet industries, um, and now really the kitchen space hasn't been innovated in in a long, long time. And so I was taking a look at this, and Jake and I go way back. We actually grew up together. Um, we've known each other since five, but uh, we were five. Um, I knew his family history and his uh, in-depth knowledge of both uh, the kitchen space as well as the cookware space. And I was like, hey, man, I have a crazy idea. What do you think about this? Um, and he immediately said, this is an, an awesome idea and that we've 18 months later, have a, have a company. So, so this is coming from the idea of, of direct-to-consumer and e-commerce more than it was cooking initially. Or were you guys cooking about saying, like, I want to explore food? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Chip saw the potential in the actual vertical, which was in cookware. And when he reached out to me, I was running a family business which outfitted restaurants with things like cookware. Um, and the joke was I was always getting hit up from friends for cookware for weddings or moving into new apartments because I could get it at wholesale pricing. So I was already kind of doing the direct-to-consumer thing <laughs> out, of, out of my commercial office. So when Chip brought it up, it, it made perfect sense, and then we went down the rabbit hole. So Harbor Food Service Equipment, your family's business, uh, has been servicing Boston Beyond for 80-plus years. What exactly have they done for kitchens, and has it been more on the restaurant and professional side or the home cook side? All commercial kitchens. Um, half the business is designing restaurants, hotels, casino kitchens. And then the other half is supplying them with things like cookware and refrigerators and ranges and walk-in coolers. So essentially, we're cutting out the middleman, and I come from a middleman background, <laughs> but we still had a nice Thanksgiving. So yeah, no, I, I think it's so interesting that you've had this kind of uh, one side of that business, seeing what people need in the kitchen, and then you know, I'm assuming you both live in apartments or houses and have decent or crappy apartment or house kitchens here in New York, um, what do you see when you walk into a person's kitchen and say, you've got it all wrong, you need our product because? Well, I think, I mean, I'm actually, Jake and I have, are different levels of cook uh, cooks, and I think I'm a very good barometer of the general market. You know, I cook, you know, maybe two, three, four times a week, um, but I never really wanted to spend money. It wasn't in my paycheck um, or my idea of what I was going to spend money on to buy something like a Maviel or an Allclad. Um, they were just out of my price range, and I was waiting. So I didn't realize the importance and the effect that good cookware had on food. Um, and, you know, I think Jake's kind of the, the other barometer of that. Um, he, he knew that side of things. So, uh, you know, we uh, worked together to, to figure out a new way to approach cookware. Yeah, you'd be like, we're blown away by the people that we talk to, even in the restaurant industry, who are working at great restaurants or work for restaurant magazines, but still use like really, really, really cheap nonstick for everything because it's easy to clean. It's like, you know, so much about food, you know, so much about cooking and like how stuff should be done, yet you're like kind of half assing the very last step, which is cooking the right foods in the right pans. And so, so, I mean, what's so bad about nonstick? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it has its 
its, its place and its purpose. Um, you know, eggs, flaky fish, more of these delicate items. Um, but, you know, we really are champions and proponents of using stainless steel um, to be able to heat up correctly to create the great sears for a steak or a proteins. I think you were telling me right before the show you guys have a friend uh, who who might be a decent or or less so, uh, less so home decent. cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to put it in the nicest <laughs> euphemistic way possible. Um, but after using your product, made the best chicken of his life. W- why? I mean, what is it about a pan that can sear that much better than another? Yeah, I mean, so we source American metal and we punch it in one piece. So it's five layers of. Um, Stainless steel and aluminum, so you get the combination of durability of stainless with the heat conductivity of aluminum. So it heats up very steadily, very even, and retains really good heat. So when that pan gets hot and you drop a cold chicken breast on it, it's not going to drop in temperature and then get kind of a gummy skin. What's going to happen is the temperature is going to stay in the pan, and you're going to get a nice crisp, crisp sear and, and see the effects of like using good cookware. So you're saying if I still want to serve my gummy skin chicken, I should not use your product. <laughs> not my words exactly, yeah. but, but we're not eating any gummy chicken here. But, but these metals, uh, sourced from Kentucky and Pennsylvania, um, what is it about having this American supply chain that's so important to you and your business? Yeah, I mean, I think there's two parts of that. I mean, one is the price play. With with us, you know, we're trying to cut out the middleman, deliver a premium product to a larger audience um, at a more accessible price. So by us controlling the entire supply chain, we buy direct from our metal manufacturers. We buy direct from our nonstick coating. Um, we negotiate those deals. We put everything together. Um, we're able to, uh, I guess, control our margins, control our ability to produce an amazing product at a cheaper price. The other side of it is we know everything that goes into our product. There's a lot of, um, I guess, negative connotations in the cookware market with nonstick coatings. And um, as soon as you start buying from uh, manufacturers that over or maybe overseas or um, that you don't really know where it's coming from, uh, you have less knowledge of the chemicals they use, what's going into the cookware. Um, so it's really important for us that we know what's going into our cookware, what's being coated on our cookware, uh, so we know it's safe. Um, so we know it's it's great for the consumer. I mean, not to sound like an infomercial, but when you read five-ply construction, even cooking properties, ergonomic and heat-resistant handles, chemical-free coating, stackable and dishwasher safe, what is it that's so important about each of these properties? And what did you know about them before? Well, when we launched out to set this line, um, we interviewed 200 home cooks and got their feedback about what they liked and didn't like about their cookware. So each one of those quote-unquote pain points is stuff people brought up that we wanted to address. So um, the heat-resistant handles, for example, people got upset with premium cookware because they had solid steel handles that would heat up when left on the burner, and then they'd burn themselves because they weren't paying attention or they don't have dish towels or stuff like that. So we hollowed out the middle of the handle, so when you leave our cookware on the range, it, it's cool to touch. So little stuff like that, pain points, being able to put it in the dish machine if you want, you can do that. It's not going to rust. It's not going to have any warping effects. So all of those are feedback that make our cookware good for today's modern home cook. But why isn't four-ply construction good enough? Why is it five-ply, and what is that exactly? Yeah, so it's, uh, the I guess, the, the easiest way to think about it in analogy is the sandwich, right? So um, the outer layers, the bread layers, are um, stainless steel, and they're really good for durability. They resist rusting, warping. We have a lifetime warranty on our product, so um, this is really a product that you should buy. You should buy once, maybe even hand it down. Um, so we, we want it to last forever, and that's what stainless steel is really great for. What stainless steel is not great for is conducting heat, and that's the most important part of a piece of cookware. So we sandwich in aluminum within the center. Aluminum does not have great durability properties, but has great heat retention, um, heat reactivity properties. So the two of these combined create the ultimate cookware. 
So I, it's funny, ergonomics, because even before the show, we were talking about your, your climbing and yeah. whether or not you actually take your product with you. But, I mean, part of ergonomics and, and just weight alone, some of those kind of more kitchen and chef professional grade things are heavy handled for, for what reason? I'm not, not 100% sure, even cast iron at that. I think at one point there was a connotation that heavier meant more premium and better. Um, and I think that people are kind of seeing through that now. So just finding a way to maintain the properties that make it premium and making the weight lower so you can move it around your kitchen and not feel tired after cooking. And I think the other side of that too is really thinking about the end consumer. Um, you know, I think back in the day when all, I mean, this is conjecture, but back in the day when all cloud was created, there was this idea that, um, you know, everyone wants what the chef wants and the home cook wants to be the chef, the professional chef. Um, whereas when we set out to create this line, we realized our end consumer is not the commercial chef, the one that may need the super heavy handle that he can bang around and throw against the wall during a shift. Um, but really the home cook who's cooking three or four times a week, um, who's had a long day at work. Um, so we designed for that person, not for the chef. And again, this person is either really terrible or really kind of triumphant in the kitchen too. It's It's such a wide range. So how do you make something for everybody yeah so um i mean a lot of that comes down to education as well so one of our huge brand tenants is uh fun education in the space everyone no one wants to do something and not get better at it right that's that's crazy so um you know i think whether we're, what we're trying to do is provide great content for at uh any level of spectrum or any level that on that cooking spectrum spectrum that you're um I guess that you that you are. So if you're a beginner cook, we want you to become a medium cook. If you're a, a great cook, we want you to get even better, hone new skills, try new things. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to inspire. So I'm reading the internal temperature key at the bottom of the stainless steel pan with pork, poultry, fish, beef, and vegetables. But you also engrave these little tips onto the pan, which I like too. It kind of encourages people to use it, to engage with it, but also know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's part of kind of our brand tendencies like Chip talks about. We want to be fun. Each different piece has a different engraving that helps you with either a recipe or a tip for what you'd be using that pan for. Um, you know, anyone can throw their name on the bottom of a pan, but for us, it's funny. It's a talking point. If you're hosting people, you show it. It's, it's just all kind of part of our brand. So what do you guys cook at home? I mean, what do you use your own wares for? Yeah, so... I'm a pretty simple guy, uh, you know, a steak seared, um, really love broccoli. So a lot of broccolini, um, we've been, uh, I guess wooed by Frank Prisanzano in, uh, down in little Frankie's in New York. We've had some back and forth with him and he has an amazing, uh, pasta limone. So I've been dabbling there, have not perfected it, but, uh, that's, that's definitely been on the, on the menu for a while now. And I'll cook anything and everything. I, I was at a friend's apartment last night, and he bought one single pan from us to support us, but he doesn't really cook. So he gave me a Blue Apron meal for the night, and I refused to use any other pans. So <laughs> we, we cooked, like, steak, uh, potatoes, and green beans, and a Dijon sauce all in one pan at once because we, we stuck with the made-in pan. Yeah. I mean, to have a business and say we only want you to purchase something from us once is also a daunting thing. I mean, where's the long game in a business like that? Yeah, um, so we're actually seeing, we're, we, we realize that up front, but we're actually seeing a lot higher repeat purchase rate than we initially thought, which is great because it's a testament to the product um, that we spent you know, a year and a half building. Um, it's a really great giftable item. So we see people come in, they outfit their own homes, and then they have uh, you know, sons, daughters that are moving and, and end up re-gifting it as well, or second homes. Um, the other side of that is product expansion. So the reason why we started with cookware and stainless steel cookware is we view it as the core of the kitchen. Um, it's really the first items that 
any uh, any kitchen should have. You can cook. It's the most versatile. It's more versatile than cast iron. Um, you can cook anything and everything in it. And then um, from there, move into more tangential pieces. So chef's knives, um, you know, cast iron, um, and some other utensils. So you're just trying to build a non-commercial kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the you know, the idea is if you're moving into a new place or you want to renovate your kitchen, you can go to our website and click a button and get a box that has everything you need for kind of the fundamental stuff of your kitchen, which you've never really been able to do. To, you, you'd have to go to five different places to source stuff. So that's where we want to be, and we, we hope to be there in the next year or two. So we're going to take a quick break and actually talk about that and some more innovations like the Amazon Alexa uh, you know, uh, integration that you guys are doing as well. You've been listening to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. We'll be right back. Bob Moore is the founder of Bob's Red Mill, the top quality supplier of grains, flowers, and general nutritional goodness from Oregon. He's talking to us about their signature millstones, a very specific way of making whole grain flour. So what's the secret, Bob? Follow me to the mill room. Well, these are just like the millstones that the Romans used to grind their grains. In fact, these stones came from the same quarry near Paris, France, where the Romans got their stones. The company that makes our millstones pulls their quartz from the same quarry, and they make mills for us that are just wonderful. Bob explains how the millstones grind much slower and at cooler temperatures than modern steel rollers. The process keeps the grains cool, preserving the flavor and nutrition. Look at what they produce. I love how they keep things simple and just right. All the nutrition is there, just like nature intended. After almost 40 years in the milling business, they're serving up over 400 organic, gluten-free, and whole-grain foods right here from the mill in Oregon, sending them off to destinations around the world. We think we can make a difference by sticking to the traditional way of stone milling. And so, that's what we're doing. To learn more about Bob's Red Mill and their mission to bring good food for all, visit bobsredmill.com slash podcast. Hey, and welcome back to the food scene on heritageradionetwork.org. Here again with Chip and Jake, and it is Chip Malt and Jake Kalick of Made in Cookware. But you guys are like brothers, having grown up together. You might as well be of the same family. Partners, business yeah. partners, whatever you want to say. <laughs> we get it all. Yeah. But let, let's talk about this new integration with Alexa and Amazon. Um, I am kind of a Luddite when it comes to those things, and I've seen my friends' children know how to use this better than I. But what is so special and important about this, this, this new innovation in the cook space? Yeah, so I think it goes and it harkens to the idea of us being more than just a tool company. Um, you know, when you buy this product, uh, we really want to support you in the pre-buying uh, process. So the cookware market's cluttered. Um, what's the difference between three, four, five? Like you just mentioned, the different plies. Um, you know, the different price points. Um, we want to be there for the customer for that. And then the other side of it, post-purchase, um, we don't just want to say thank you. We'll see you in you know ten years from now. Um, we really want to be supportive, and that's what 
you know, in the Amazon age where everything's kind of a price play, that's where we think we can win. It's being great at customer service. And that um, brings us to the technology of Alexa, which kind of acts as a customer service agent in your home at all times. Um, you don't need to come to us and email us and wait for a response. Um, you'll be able to ask questions about your cookware right there. What's the w- proper way to heat the pan? Um, people who have generally cooked with cheaper pans uh, may, not, may not be used to how quickly and evenly and well these heat up, so they might jack up their heat way too much. We just want to um, kind of hold your hand through that process so you can get the best, uh, I guess, the best meal at the end of the day. I mean, it's, it's cool to have that concierge, and I know you guys want to have storefronts someday, and you are making this move from Boston to Austin and in Texas, you know, soon enough. I'm sure we'll be seeing made-in cookware shops and in, in, in centers of culinary delight. But let, let's talk about these questions that, you know, the concierge asks and we're looking for answers for. Uh, this build your kitchen quiz feature that you have, uh, what is it and what is the call and response that you hope for? Yeah, so that's a quiz on our website. When you log in, if you have no idea what kind of cookware you need, you build your kitchen. So we ask you five or six really quick questions, and then we explain to you how we got your customized kit that we then, if you buy it as a kit, you get a bundled kind of discount. Okay, let's rapid fire. I'm terrible at this, though. My my default answer for everything is 20. So why don't I give you the questions, and at the end, we'll tell you what kind of kit we recommend based on some of your answers. Beginner, medium, expert chef. Medium expert? Good. How many people do you cook for? One, two, four. Um, two to three. Two to three. Okay. Uh, what kind of food are you normally cooking? And we'll ask vegetables, eggs, fish, beef, pork, pasta, pasta throw. Everything but the meat. No meat. Okay. Fish, uh, though. Uh, and why are you cooking? Are you doing weekly meal prep? Are you entertaining? Are you... On a, on a specific food regimen. Right. Uh, everything but the last. Okay, cool. Um, so then what we'll end up really telling you is, you know, based on your expertise and you know what you're doing, we'll go a little larger than if you were a beginner cook. If you're entertaining, we'll do things like the four quart saute, which we recommend for our roasts. And if you're having dinner parties, um, if you're cooking fish and eggs, we'll throw a nonstick pan in there. Cause that's what we'd recommend the nonstick to be used for. Um, and if you're cooking for two to three people, we might add a second saucepan when if you were just one, we would only do one. So we really think about what we're adding and why based on your answers. Uh, and then we'll recommend you a kit. You can buy the kit or you can buy portions of it. Uh, and then lastly, we have your information from that quiz so we can start sending you recipes, content, all stuff tailored to your cooking style. That's cool. But is it utilitarian or aspirational? Because I know sometimes people buy kitchen things saying, I'm going to use that someday and never do. Yeah, I mean, I think this this actually all stemmed from a friend who wanted to support us and said, I've never been in the kitchen before. What do I? What should I buy? And um, so the idea was how can we cater to that question from an entire audience um, of consumers. And, you know, part of our brand and our brand ethos is being aspirational, um, but we also don't want to oversell you and we don't want you to sell you an entire kit when you only need one or two pans. That's why at the end of the quiz, um, it gives you the kit which the uh, with the bundled discount, but it also breaks down those pieces into each individual item. So if you want to dip your foot in before jumping fully in, um, you can try one or two pans. And then, uh, you know, as you get more comfortable in the kitchen, uh, get more used to the brand, see our quality, uh, come back for more. I mean, we haven't really talked about the price. Uh, what What is the price in comparison to other brands out there? 
Yeah, so our cookware for the 16 different pieces we, we offer range anywhere from $59 up to about $139. Um, and those usually include the lids for the respectable pieces, uh, the, those pieces, respective pieces as well. Um, and that tends to be 50 to 60% of the premium competitors in the market. Um, so again, we're trying to provide you know premium top tier product, but at half the price. And so far, we were able to hit that number and it's, it's holding up. There's also this thing in front of me, which is ingenious because the clutter of lids that happen in the kitchen is, is just a paramount problem. So what did you do to solve that? Yes, that's actually going to be launching in about a month and a half from now. Um, so you have the early look. You know, we only provide the best here for the food scene, <laughs> uh, the, the most innovative. Um, one of the, and we talked back about the, uh, the survey we did before we launched this company. And one of the main pain points that Jake brought up um, in our survey was that people were filled with lids and they most of the time didn't even use the correct lid for the, p the pan because they didn't want to go through an entire cupboard to find it. Um, not to mention these lids uh, that are made of premium stainless steel are expensive. Um, so what we did was we rolled those all up into a premium silicone lid um, filled with fiberglass and nylon in the center. So it's extremely durable. Um, it's heat resistant. It's dishwasher safe. Um, but what it does is it fits all of our uh, pans from the biggest eight quart and four quart saute down to the two quart sauce. So you can just have one lid uh, for all of your products. Revolutionary. I know. We needed a moment of silence for that for all the lids that are going to be purged out of people's kitchens. And the but nice part about this, too, I mean, you don't have to have our cookware specifically for it. So um, if you already have uh, an all-clad set at home, and, you know, we, you won't be our friend, but you could also buy, <laughs> you can buy our You could be our customer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it'll be a trade-in someday for exactly. all-made-in cookware. But let's talk about activation, too, because uh, you've alluded to wanting this storefront, maybe having a place someday where people can come into, um, like Williams-Sonoma, but actually use the cookware in real applications in real life. Um, you get to do that with other fun applications, other fun, innovative ways where you have dinner parties. You're pairing up with some people here in New York and Philly. What are those and why is it important for people to see cookware outside of their own home being used in the way that they would at home? It doesn't matter how technical, technologically advanced somebody is. They're still sometimes going to want to see the product in person. So for us, it serves two purposes. We get out in front of people with our cookware and it also adds some great content for us. We can put it on our social, we can make videos on it, we can put it on our blogs, all that kind of stuff. So one example of that is in Philadelphia, there's a Boku Supper Club. Uh, and we're working with those guys, um, those guys over there. And what we'll do is we'll host a dinner for 30 people um, in, in the apartment. And we'll bring Mike Rand, who's the chef from Rooster Soup Co. And we'll do a whole menu based around our pans and, and basically host the ultimate dinner party that we would hope our customers would want to be able to host. And they'll be able to eat, drink, have a great time, um, experience this, this, this dinner, but also see our stuff up close, see a, a real chef working with it and, and kind of get an idea what you can do with it. So, I mean, it is aspirational in the sense that people want to cook like chefs, but at home. Yep. And that, that's exactly what um, someone like Mike Rand will be able to show. It's the difference between um, like why he uses premium cookware, um, the difference between uh, what the outcome, as you mentioned, the gummy chicken versus um, what you could create with premium cookware. And the idea is to show this and then inspire someone to go home and replicate that for themselves. And what are you doing here in New York? Something with Y7? Um, it's actually in LA. Um, so Y7, uh, right in this area, is um, a really amazing yoga studio. Um, they kind of flipped it on on uh, yoga on its head 
uh, very loud hip hop music throughout, very upbeat, um, kind of the different, a different, uh, I guess, aesthetic than you'd think of when you think of, you know, the serene yoga world. But it's a really fun, really cool experience, um, great brand. And they're opening um, a place in Silver Lake um, outside of L.A. It's going to be a flagship store. Um, they're launching January 10th out there. And uh, we're kind of along for the ride, um, providing uh, meals for people who can come on the first day um, to kind of really show the whole holistic lifestyle of exercise through cooking at home um, and and being healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think holistic and homeopathic are very important things, but it's also that giving back that you're doing. I know you work with Future Chefs, a nonprofit in Boston, which teaches youth kind of life skills through culinary endeavors. What? Why is that so important? I know your families are from there and ingrained in, you know, uh, Beacon Hill and, and, and Charleston and North End. But what is it about teaching Boston and, and the youth of Boston specifically through cookware that's so important? Uh, Boston has been so great to us in launching this business. That's why we both moved back to really get it started there. I mean, we've gotten great coverage from media friends and chef friends have helped us with testing. So it's really one of those things that like we have an opportunity to use our cookware um, and make people's lives more fun and better and teach people talents. And for us, it's getting our cookware out there and, and really you know, just, just sharing what we've been working so hard on. So an organization like Future Chefs is amazing and, and you know, seeing, you know, what we can help with is, is, is awesome. Yeah. And the other side of this too, is, I mean, it's, it's funny, we're talking about this. It's giving Tuesday today. Um, you know, we've gone through the holiday madness, the, the black Fridays and cyber Mondays. Um, so we just launched, uh, what we call the giving green pan, which you have here in front of you, but, um, this pan, every, uh, every pan sold will donate about 25 meals, uh, to hungry kids across America. So there's 13 million, um, kids across America who don't receive the nutrition that they need. Um, and so it's, it's part of our brand ethos. Um, you know, we're always trying to do, Jake and I are always trying to do the right thing. Um, you know, we have this amazing opportunity. It's not every day you get to create a brand and a company from scratch. Um, so we have a very rare opportunity to build it correctly and do the right thing from day one. So it's almost less a question of, you know, what do you cook or who do you cook for or what do you cook with ingredient wise, but it's really what do you cook on and how that affects everybody else. So I, I think it's a, a triumph that you guys not only started a business and have been doing so well since, you know, your launch in September, but that you do have this kind of very grounded ethos in how you build out and how you kind of feed the hungry kitchens of America and hopefully beyond. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, we're we're very appreciative of every order we've had so far. Um, Jake and I actually are running kind of customer service right now. Um, <laughs> we laugh about it, but I mean, it's the best way to get feedback on your on your uh, product, on your company. We've altered our business model immensely from feedback of everything from super happy customers, but most importantly to uh, to really unhappy customers um, or, or people who you know haven't been fully pleased. Like those are the opportunities that you turn someone from uh, you know a detractor into actually loving the brand is listening to feedback. Um, it's actually goes back to a story um, you know we talk about often, but we were uh, in the houseware show in Germany, which is one of the biggest houseware shows, and we were meeting with uh, vendors and partners, and we were telling them, telling them we're creating this brand, and they're like, all right, what would you like to buy? Um, we're, we're selling for spring 2019 right now. Um, at that time, it was 2018. And we're like, no, we're direct-to-consumer. By 2018, we'll have launched um, and iterated on our product six or seven times, which you know the retail stores can't do. They need to buy in way in advance. Um, so it's really an, a competitive advantage for us, but most importantly for us, we're able to listen to customer feedback. Um, we read the reviews. We read every single um, customer inquiry and make adjustments to the product, the business model, the website um, as we as we see fit and as we get feedback. You know, 
by cutting out the middleman, of course, it's direct to consumer, but it's also direct to Jake and Chip. <laughs> so thank you guys for being on for creating Made in Cookware. And everyone should check it out. It's madeincookware.com, especially here on Giving Tuesday. And thank you guys for being on Heritage Radio Network. Awesome. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. You've been listening to the food scene on heritageradionetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkell. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Big thank you to Bob's Red Mill for sponsoring Cookies for the music and David Tatashore for engineering. And just a little note about year end. So we are doing our fundraising and you may have heard at the top of the episode that we need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to keep this show and the station on air. And there's a whole bunch of ways to do so. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate and you can start there. But we're also having a winter in the garden holiday party on December 4th at Brooklyn Botanical Garden. And there are still tickets available for available for purchase and i'll be making some uh, fondue and serving it with zaro's wonderful bread but there are so many ways to support us and we only hope that you you know call in email donate in every way that you can because we love being able to serve you food radio every single day thank you and talk to you soon Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.